Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I have come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to find out more and to access a very special offer for listeners of my podcast. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 28 of the podcast with the inspirational wellness advocate, the best-selling author and fellow podcast host, Rich Roll. In this clip, Rich shares his incredible journey from being someone who was struggling with his health as well as alcohol addiction and how he transformed his life and became a whole food plant-based ultra-endurance athlete. He also explains why finding your purpose in life is crucial for your health and well-being. I was a corporate lawyer. I was doing the typical 60 to 80 hour work weeks and really very focused on my career. And I was coming off of um, a rehab stint at age 31. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, And when I kind of emerged from that, I was very intent on repairing all the wreckage that I had created as a result of my drinking and, and drug abuse. And I was successful in that regard. By the time I was 39 years old, I was on the partnership track at a prestigious law firm here in Los Angeles. I was driving a really fancy sports car. I'd met my wife. We were building a family. We built this home. I had sort of chased this idea of the American dream and and was winning at that game, so to speak. And so from the outside looking in on my life, it looked like I had certain things figured out, you know. But on the inside, I was really suffering. You know, I was, I was very unhappy with my chosen profession. I'd never really taken the time to, to think about what it was that I wanted or what it was that I wanted to express. And um, I just sort of did what I, was, what I thought I was supposed to do. And it was catching up to me. Meanwhile, I hadn't been taking care of myself. I was 50 pounds overweight, subsisting on essentially a junk food diet, which is how I'd been eating throughout my adult life. What I didn't realize at the time was the extent to which I was medicating my um, emotional state through food. And I was also a workaholic. And that was another way to kind of self-medicate my emotional, you know, dis-ease. And this sort of poor health collided with my existential crisis um, shortly before my 40th birthday when I was walking up the flight of stairs um, just over there to go to bed one night and I had to pause halfway up the flight. Like I, I literally couldn't walk up a whole flight of stairs without taking a break. And I'd been, you know, a world-ranked swimmer in college. Like I was an athlete my whole life and kind of had been walking around still thinking that I was a fit, you know, swimmer. Uh, that's how denial works. And it was really a scary moment. I had tightness in my chest. I, you know, sweat on my brow and like kind of hunched over. And it was a very scary moment. And it really hit me in that moment. Like I had this epiphany where I realized like I can't live this way any longer. Um, and, and not only did I understand that I needed to change my lifestyle habits, but 
I had the willingness, like I wanted to change. That was the biggest difference. And it was very similar to the day that I woke up broken, you know, eight, nine years earlier and said, you know, I got to go to rehab. Like I can't handle this problem anymore. I need help. I was willing to accept help. And that decision that day had changed my life so dramatically that I, I think I understood the power of these moments that I think we all have at certain times if we're paying attention, these kind of pivotal moments where if we make a certain decision and act on it in a swift and decisive way can change our life in dramatic ways. And that was really the beginning. That was the beginning of me exploring how to better take care of myself. It was the beginning of my exploration into nutrition, um, which ultimately led me to adopting a plant-based diet that rejuvenated my health, restored my vitality. And it got me interested in, in, in being fit again. Like I had all this energy all of a sudden. I, it wasn't that I had a desire to return to becoming a competitive athlete in my 40s. It just started out with me reconnecting with my physical well-being in a very basic way. Um, I started thinking a lot about potential because in a very short period of time, like in a matter of four or five months, I'd lost those 50 pounds. I felt years younger. I had this incredible resurgence in vitality, like I mentioned. And it was really the result of just making some pretty basic decisions about how I was living. And I thought, if I could change this much in this short a period of time by just doing like literally like two things, what, where are the other areas that I've been blind to where I'm sitting on top of untapped potential? And that's what ultimately led me into the world of ultra endurance sports and, and, and really exploring my own potential in that realm. Wow. I mean, such a powerful story, Rich. And I think there's just so many elements of that, which people will resonate with people listening right now will be resonating whether it's you know using food to soothe some sort of emotional discomforts working extra hard to you know so you don't have to maybe think about things that you don't want to think about i was somebody who always um believed that everything that i had accomplished in my life was a result of my ability to outwork my fellow classmates or teammates. I was never the most talented student or athlete, but I have this incredible capacity to suffer and to go the extra mile. And I always thought that was my secret weapon. Um, and it wasn't until that couldn't resolve my alcoholism that I was forced to confront a greater truth, which is that um, the solution isn't in that kind of forcefulness but in surrender, in acceptance. And that's been the greatest teacher for me. And it's an ephemeral concept, but in truth, by letting go, I allow the space for what is um, meant to be to move into my life. Just incredible, Rich. So, so I don't know, know if that makes any sense. but Yeah, to me, perfect <laughs> sense. And, uh, and I think a lot of people will resonate with that. So thank you. I think if you don't know what your why is, then you need to start figuring it out for yourself. Because if you don't know your why, why are you doing the things that you're doing, then you're probably not living your life intentionally or as mindfully as you could be. And I know what that's like because I lived that way for a long time. And I will say that when I was newly sober, um, journaling was a very huge part and continues to be a huge part of of 
that connection process. So it began for me with getting a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is an amazing program for unlocking. It's, it's technically for unlocking creativity for people that are like writers, but it's really about creating a greater connection with yourself and what makes you tick. And one of the practices in that program is something called morning pages, which entails just getting a journal out every morning. First thing in the morning, you write three pages, whatever comes to your mind. You could just write, I hate journaling. I hate journaling. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. Whatever it is, just get out and start writing in this free form kind of way. And what it does is it's over time, it starts to unlock aspects of your unconscious mind that really start to put the pieces together that help you answer that question about your why. And I think when you begin to do that, um, the skies start to clear and you get a better sense of the best direction for you. Um, You cannot be of maximum service to others, to your family members, to your kids, to your partner. To yourself. Unless you take care of yourself. And so as selfish as that may sound, it's actually the most selfless thing that you can do. It's why when you get on an airplane, they tell you if you're an adult, you put the oxygen mask on before you put it on the child. You've got to tend to yourself before you can tend to others. And when you develop healthy habits around that self-care, you become a better example to those in your life that you care about, and you become a more productive example. And I think that process of investing in yourself contributes to greater self-esteem that has a ripple effect that will positively impact you in every aspect of your life. So my call to action is to make a commitment to yourself. Maybe it's two minutes a day to meditate like you always talk about. Maybe it's just doing um, those glute exercises in your kitchen in the morning while you're brewing your coffee. It doesn't have to be some massive thing that you're going to post on Instagram. It's simple tiny actions that you build into your daily routine that you do anonymously that are going to move the needle. Consistency is the most important thing. Finding a habit as small as it is and doing it until it is rote and part of who you are. Yeah. Well, inspirational, Rich. It really is. I mean, I hope people listen to that actually really take that on board and just Think about what he said about a journal, you know, do it. You know, it's what, what have you got to lose mm-hmm. in so many ways? You, I think you're such an inspirational figure, what you do. I think, um, you know, you're inspiring people, including myself all around the world by sharing your story and your journey. Um, and you, you're an absolute prime example of somebody who has felt better and now is living more, which is just perfect for this podcast. I, I wonder in, in your life experience, you know, with alcohol, before you revolutionized your diets, all this kind of stuff, before you went on this journey of self-discovery, what would you say is the single biggest truth that you have learned along the way? That we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. Wow. We're so caught up in the details and minutiae of our material lives. And like I said earlier, I think most of us are living reactively. We're not taking the time to really reflect on what's most important. And in my experience, and again, this is just my experience, when I prioritize my connection 
with something greater than myself, which can be of your own definition, um, my life takes on greater meaning. When I ensure that I am prioritizing service to others, when I am connecting through meditation and mindfulness practices, this weird equation takes place where everything in my life starts to make sense and work more freely. So that doesn't necessarily make sense in a logical, rational way. There's a weird inverse relationship with time that takes place where the more I invest in meditation, mindfulness, service, you can call it prayer. I don't really call it prayer, but engaging with a relationship with a power greater than myself, the more time I spend doing that, the less time I need for everything else. And everything seems to get done better and things work out the way that they should. We're all searching for the hack. We're all searching for the quick fix, right? But that's not what life is about. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants the shortcut. They want what they want, when they want it, now more than ever. They want every episode of every Netflix show on demand. They want their pizza delivery by drone. You know, they it, people, we're in this instant gratification culture and we're all looking for the end run around the work to achieve our goals. And what we're missing and what we fail to appreciate is that what really gives our our lives a sense of fulfillment and purpose is embracing the obstacles and the challenges that life and the pursuit of any goal or dream inevitably present us with. So let's stop trying to end run around that and just embrace it completely. And I think when you do that, suddenly you have this sense of coming alive. And I think like, if you really want to know what you're made of and who you are, put yourself in an unbelievably uncomfortable, frightening situation that you don't have to. And you will soon find out what you're about. And you'll your flaws will come out. Your character defects will come out. You will meet and confront yourself in a very profound way. That's what I'm seeking in my life. And I think when you forget about the life hacks and the shortcuts and the 80-20 rule and you commit yourself to mastery in whatever it is that moves you, whatever it is you figure out is your life purpose, in my experience, that's when you become a fully actualized version of yourself. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Please do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the full conversation with my guest and... If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my new bite-sized Friday email. It's called The Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it at drchastity.com forward slash Friday 5. 
Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday. <laughs>